Welcome to the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers, and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Selzer. Welcome, everybody. It's Randy Selzer here. Welcome back to my YouTube channel and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a very special guest who's been on the podcast before. It's Denise Bassani. She's a Hello. well, hi, Denise. <laughs> she's a well-known mortgage broker here in Mississauga, and she's actually affiliated with three different companies, and that's uh, Mortgage Center Canada, uh, Get a Better Mortgage, and her own company, Mortgage in the City. Welcome back, Denise. Nice to see you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Randy. <laughs> um, we were just talking uh, briefly the other day that how busy everybody is, even though, well, we're all busy because of Christmas coming up, mm -hmm. but, but the real estate market... I don't know, man, like in a typical year uh, from December the 15th on to about January the 15th, there's not much going on in a typical year. Mm -hmm. Usually, if you look at the stats, it's the same every year. It basically drops off a cliff and there's very little activity. Not this year. For some reason, uh, the beat goes on. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. A wild ride. That's all I can say. Yeah, it's, for sure. You know, it, it's crazy. Um, I was looking at a house we had, uh, I have a client up in Lisgar, Northwest Mississauga, and uh, they were curious about a house that's just around the corner from where they live because they're considering selling. And this house came on the market about a week ago. It's 2450 square feet. Okay. So it's just an average sized house. Uh, it was just recently completely renovated and it has a basement apartment, 2450 square feet came on the market for 1.450. And I thought that was too high. I thought, you know, for that square footage, you're looking at like 1.2, 1.3 maximum. Lisgar, north of Derry, yeah. west of Winston Church. We're not talking Lorne Park here or Mineola. We're talking Lisgar, 1.45. was on the market. They had their offer date. And yesterday, they reported the sale, went for 1.8. Oh 1.8. What? What is that? I mean, congratulations to the sellers and to their agent. And the buyers, <laughs> I hope they have more than 20% to put down because that no bank appraisal is going to come in. It's way, way over. It was 24% over the asking. Wow. 1.8. Yeah. So, and the last, the last few in the area haven't sold that for that 1, high? 1.4, 1.35. There was one that went for 1.5. Yeah. 1. It won't point, come back. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. They take the last three appraisals in the last three months and they compare it. Oh, so, okay. yeah. So if they don't, uh, if, if it's, if it, if it's comparable to the exact house that sold at one five yep. and it was only a month ago, yep. they might have, they might have issues. Good luck. I hope they got yeah. a, a big down payment, like a million dollar yeah. down payment, but that's yeah, crazy. Sure. And that's in the middle of December. And I don't know if I mentioned that's a corner lot too. They have no backyard. It's a side yard for 1.8. What wow. is going on? Oh my goodness. Yeah. There's just not enough inventory out there, Randy. There's nothing until people start listing their homes yep. more and there's more inventory. This is going to just keep happening. So I don't know what's going uh, on here. I've, I've got three clients on hold right now that want to sell their house. Right. But they're, they're on, they're frozen because they're worried that they won't be able to find the house that they want to move to next. So they're all saying, well, we're not going to list our house because you know, everything that we see, there's 12 offers on it. And what if, yeah, but know, if everybody's thinking the same thing, then no houses are going to come on the market. I totally agree. Yeah. That's the thing. So... Same thing with buyers. I've got somebody who wants to buy a condo in Toronto. I could only find them two in their price range 
in downtown C01, C1. Yeah. yeah. And here's a little bit of other news that came out yesterday. That's kind of just off topic a little bit. There was a press release yesterday. Uh, you know, there's all the condos that are being built around square one. One of them is called the Exchange District Condos. It's by a company called Camrose Felcorp. And they're building four towers on the south side of square one. Okay, big tall mm-hmm. ones. One of them, I think, is 72 stories. They're huge. They're already started construction on the first two. Yesterday, they did a press release. They're going to be selling the penthouse in the third building. It's 8,000 square feet. Okay, this is in Mississauga. Wow. We're talking mm-hmm. Mississauga square one. 8,000 square feet, asking price, $15 million for a wow. condo. We're not talking Yorkville. We're not talking downtown. This is square one. They're, now, good luck to them. Okay, it's, it's a little under $2,000 square, uh, $2, a square foot. Oh, my goodness. $15 million at square one? That's crazy. Who's going to buy that? I don't I'd know. Like to, I'd like to meet the person that buys that. That's for sure. <laughs> so would I. Maybe Drake. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He'll want to live in Mississauga. It's like, it's like the rule book has been thrown out. The, rule, the yeah. playbook has been thrown out in the market that we're in. And I just keep getting surprised over and over again. Uh, when you've got a 2,400 square foot house in Lisgar going for 1.8 and some, but now a developer is going to try to sell an 8,000 square foot condo, which is amazing enough in square one for 15 million bucks. Like what, what is going on? So that, that's the state of the market. I mean, in the good old days, and you know, these days uh, when you're working with a buyer, they would go out and typically uh, if you're making an offer on a property, whether it's a house or a condo, you would have conditions in that offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a house, you would typically have a condition on a home inspection and a condition on finance. If it's a, right. con- a condo, you would have uh, typically a condition on status certificate and a condition on finance. Nowadays, with all the bidding wars, if your buyer wants to have a chance or even a, 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 to be in the game to win that bidding war, they have to go in firm. Mm-hmm. That creates some problems. Yeah. So anyways, I thought today we might talk about uh, sort of just the risks and the protocols and on how we do offers today and what does a pre-approval mean from the bank or from the lender and what are the risks if you go in firm uh, without a condition on finance, what can happen? What should you be aware of? Would, mm-hmm. you like, would you like to talk about that today? Yeah, for sure. That's This is an excellent topic and it just fits today's market. So okay. it's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So where, <laughs> where do you want to start? I mean, we could, uh, again, back in the old days in a typical balanced real estate market, there was always a condition on finance. Well, maybe, yeah. so we'll back up a little bit. So it, maybe people listening to this have it's not just, made an It was offer. just normal. It's normal practice to put five day condition. Yes. When you purchase a home. Right. So clients so, have five days. Right. To um, arrange their financing. Correct. Do the appraisal and get the approval from the bank in, in writing saying you are ready to go. You can waive the financing. You have the mortgage. That's right. In a typical market. market, Yeah. In a typical market. Yes. Today's market. It's impossible because you've got 20, when you've got 20 people bidding on the same house, obviously the vendors want to take the best price. Right. And the best offer with the least conditions. That's right. So if you're going in there, even with a better price, even if it was $5,000 more, I've seen. Yes. If they, if that condition on financing is in there, they will take the lower offer by five grand that someone went in firm. 
that the is ab that, that that's absolutely right and i've seen it happen and i've done it as a listing agent yeah so so when when why the client, take a chance yeah so when the client goes in firm the vendor basically it's sold that minute that night they that's don't right. need to, they, you know, the, the, the purchasers drop off the check and the house is theirs on closing date. That's right. There's no going to the bank and looking for a mortgage. You've gone in without financing, without inspection, without um, anything. appraisal, anything really. And the deposit check that you leave is basically gone on if you back out of the deal so That's you right. you can't really back out of the deal because you could tip you could get sued um so going in without financing going in firm means you've purchased the home and it's yours on that closing date there's no backing out that's right so in this market yep and you have when i have clients calling me and saying denise i have to put in i have to, you know we're putting in an offer in tonight but we can't put any financing you know, there are five, there are clients and files that I review and I'm a hundred percent certain everything's going to be good. They don't need to go in with financing because, you know, they've got 20% plus down. Right. They're solid. I've done all the background checks. Everything's perfect. They don't need to go in with a financing condition, but I, even when I'm a hundred percent, well, 99% certain, I shouldn't say a hundred, hmm. there's always the appraisal aspect of it. Exactly. Banks can banks can ask for an appraisal during the approval process. They want to see the property. It's very common that um, I would say 80% 80, 80 of the time the banks want an appraisal. That's right. 100%. And if they do, yeah, if they yeah. do want an appraisal and it's and a client is paying a hundred thousand over asking, you know, it could, there's, there's a chance that that appraisal doesn't come back at what the client paid for that's during right. that negotiating and process. That's right. And for people listening in today, the banks, um, they have to protect themselves as well. Mm -hmm. um, they have to do their due diligence so that if they're ever audited, they have to be able to show, well, we lent all this money out to this individual or to this couple, but it was for a house that really existed that's why appraisal, that's one of the reasons why appraisers go out to take photos of it to show that the house really exists. Mm -hmm. and, and then the appraisal process again is where the appraiser who are very highly skilled uh, will look at other sales in the area to make sure that you, the buyer, did not pay way over what it's worth because they don't want to yeah, lend you money. It becomes, it becomes a negotiation. Like when you're negotiating, you're, you know, there's a lot of emotions involved. You're sure. bidding on, you're bidding on a house and sometimes it becomes like a game almost like I want to pay more. I want to pay more than that person. I want the house. And then at the end of it all, you've paid a hundred thousand dollars more. Is that house really worth right. what you paid? Right. Well, I hope you have mom and dad to back you up or someone to back you up because if you've got exactly 20% to put down and that appraisal comes back lower, you're going to have to pay that difference. Okay. Very of, good. Of Very important point. So for people out there who are considering buying a property, mm -hmm. what happens exactly? What happens when the bank appraisal comes in a little bit low and the bank says, no, we're not going to give you this mortgage for the amount that you requested. What do you have to right. do typically? Right. So if, if the client paid 1.1 million right. and the appraisal comes back at a million, right. then that client will need to come up with that $100,000 difference that the bank is saying they don't support. That's right. the appraisal. That's so right. not only do you need to, so we would take a million dollars 
because that's what the bank's appraisal came back at and times it by 20%. So their down payment would be 200,000. Right. So not only do they have to put $200,000 down, but they have to put down that hundred exactly. that the bank is not supporting. So now their down payment is 300,000. Surprise, surprise. And that's mandatory so, or it won't close. Because the and, and, and no broker out there will be able to tell you that you are a hundred percent approved. And if they are, they're taking a big chance. That's right. Unless of course you do an appraisal prior mm. to putting the offer, but there's usually no time for that. No, exactly. Yeah. There's usually okay. no time for that. So Denise, let's um, maybe let's explain a little bit about what exactly is a pre-approval. What is a pre-approval? Cause people go, they say, okay, I went to the bank. I got pre-approved for 800,000. So yeah, and I, they, any, that piece what, of paper that the bank gives you, right. If you look at the small print, there's probably <laughs> the fine print, 10, the fine print. If you look at that fine print, there's probably seven to 10 conditions that will protect the bank. So that pre-approval certificate is not your approval to go ahead and purchase a home firm. It that's is right. not. So that's, that's, that's something right. you really, really need to pay attention to. And most banks, most banks, I like, I'm sure some do, but most banks, when you go in there and get a pre-approval, you're not giving the paperwork involved for a pre-approval. It's just verbal. I make 50,000. My wife makes 70,000 or vice versa. We get um, this much. I have, I have a part-time job where I'm making 20,000. The right. bank doesn't actually verify That's if right. that $20,000 is able, if we're able to use that $20,000 as income. It doesn't, that's fine and dandy that you're making that money, but you could have started making it three months ago. And if that's the case, we can't use it. Yeah. If it's part-time income, that's not guaranteed, then we can't use it. So you would have told the bank, I make 50,000 full-time and 20,000 part-time. And the bank took it as 70,000 income. Well, you know what? And then they've given you a pre-approval to say we were able to use $70,000 in income, go out and buy your house. But when you bring that paperwork back with the offer, well, guess what? You just started that part-time income and it's various hours. We can't use it. Yeah, absolutely. So you went and bought a home firm, maybe. <laughs> Usually these days. Yeah, in this market. And, and, and there's problems. So yeah. what you're so saying is you better have your ducks in a row. You bet. Yes. And that yeah. any, any pre-approval is usually contingent upon supplying paperwork, supplying right. proof of income, other things like that. Obviously you've done a credit check at the very beginning. So that's right. That's like care. I've been doing this, Randy, as you know, for a very long time, over 20 years, you started and young. Still, when a client comes up to me and says, can I go in firm? Like, even with my experience, you're taking a chance. Yes. There's always that Every small time. chance. But you know what, if you've got, you've got to have a, a plan B in place. And that's what I tell my clients if they need to go in firm, because a lot of my clients are going in firm, but they must have a plan B. Okay. If we can't get it done at the bank, can we go to a B lender? Okay. If, we, if that's okay with you, then you can go in firm. Or if, if a B lender is not available because you're putting less than 20% down, then is mom and, can mom and dad back you up as a co-signer? Right. So there's always, there always has to be a plan B. And if you have a plan B, yep. then by all means, let's go in firm. Yep. 
Okay, so let's say, let's go through an example, taking what we talked about before. They buy something, for, they buy a, a house for 1.1 million and uh, the appraisal comes in a bit low. The appraiser says, no, it's only worth 1 million. You got to come up with an extra 100 grand. Okay, they've got 200 to put down, but they're short 100 grand. What would be, uh, now the panic sets in, right? And it is a, and people need to remember that an offer, an accepted offer is a firm and binding contract. When we're, we're mm-hmm. talking about resale properties, there's no cooling off period. If the seller accepts your offer, it's done. You just bought mm-hmm. yourself a property. So right. what, what would you do if somebody calls you the next day and, or, or, and, and you find out that, wait a minute, the appraisal came in low. These guys got to come up with a hundred grand before closing, which is a couple of months away. Uh, the bank of mom and dad is not there. Their, their parents are not in a position to loan them that extra hundred. What would you suggest, where would they start? What should they do next? I know it's a tough oh, kind of open-ended question. Yeah, that, that, this is a tough one. They're yeah. in trouble. Yeah. Okay. They really are because we can't place private mortgages behind first anymore. That's right. The, the government removed that years ago. Yeah. So in, in the years ago, it would be no problem. We'd give them a first mortgage at right. 800. Right. 1 million minus two is eight. Okay. And then that hundred thousand were sh- that they that they were short. Second mortgage. We would do a second mortgage, but that's not possible today. Okay. So, so they're they're in trouble. Okay. So that's they're a big trouble. one. They got to find that hundred grand. But if next- these people yeah. bought for one point one million, yeah, and they had five hundred to put down. Okay. Then these people are good because right. right. We would take one million, and now instead of five hundred, they're putting four hundred. That's right. And then that extra hundred is going towards their, yeah, you know what? People are going to like, my clients would be like, oh my gosh, what happened? We wanted to put 500 down. Well, during that bidding war, you loved that house for (laughs) 1.1 million. So there's no, don't worry about it at this point. You bought it for 1.1 in your mind. Right. That's how much it was worth to you. So that's what you pay. So even though the bank's opinion or the the appraiser's opinion is 1 million, it's just the appraiser's opinion. Your opinion was 1.1. So, you know, that's what you bought your house for. Now you're putting 400 down. So your mortgage is going to be six instead of five. That's right. 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 So So they're um, okay. They're okay. So they're okay. These people are fine. But it's the people that have exactly the clients that have exactly 20% to put down is where it's going to be an issue. Now, I'm sure there are ways to figure it out, but it's going to cost a lot of money. Yep. There's going That's to be right. a lot of fees, a lot of expenses. Yep. And uh, yeah, their best bet. Yeah. Even if mom and dad can't help them or grandma and grandpa, then siblings, then right. yeah we've got to be really creative. I've been asked a couple of times over the years, uh, could we get a second appraisal done, get a different appraiser to go in? Maybe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You could do that too. We can ask for a second opinion. That's going to cost money. Right. It's going to cost you another appraisal. So you're looking at between four to $500. Yep. If the appraisal comes back with the same, you've got to pay it. That's right. But if a different appraiser comes back and appraises it, um, at a, at, a, at a ridiculously different amount, then we can obviously fight back for some money. But yeah, we're talking. Yeah, but they all use, they've all gone to the same, like, so the same schooling. It's the same. 
I yeah. went through that at least once with somebody and the, the second yeah. appraisal came back identical to the first one with a different yeah. appraiser doing it. So yeah. And they didn't even know. They didn't, they even, didn't know. even know. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. So there are risks involved. Absolutely. And um, yeah. And you know what, uh, Randy, like, yeah. like, I know it's a scary topic, but all in all, yep. Sorry. I like from my, like from what I see out there and maybe there are a lot of people who are getting declined the majority of people do get approved the they majority the, yeah i if think there's with a reliable realtor yeah they're going to want to see the the pre-approval they're going to want to make sure and a lot of realtors do work with really great mortgage brokers That's and right. great banks usually it's the mortgage brokers because we work the same hours as a realtor so obviously realtors want to work with someone that they can get a hold of nine o'clock at night. Banks aren't open nine o'clock at night. So I do have my realtors calling me nine, eight in the morning, 10 at night, Saturday, Sundays, we're ready to put an offer. Can you crunch these numbers before we go in firm? You know, like if you, if you're working with a good team, a good team of professionals, I don't see it very often in my world anyway, but I'm sure there are a lot of clients out there who have gone in firm and haven't gotten financing. So yes. yes. Um, and the banks, it's not, I mean, there is some flexibility from the bank's point of view too. I'm sure there's five or 10%. It's not like an exact number. You got to come in mm. only at a 1 million. If it's a little bit over, I, I know there's some flexibility there. It's just, if it's way over, then, right. then the banks are going, well, wait a minute. You know, we don't want to advance this loan because the loan is worth more than, you know, you paid more than the house and, is worth. And, and, they're, and, they're, and let's face it, Randy, realtors need to do their homework too. And which oh. they, I'm sure they do. If Most if of them. Yeah, if they're obviously they need to watch, you know, they're 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 hired by the client to make sure that when they're bidding on a house, I've had many agents say, Denise, I didn't let them bid higher than this. I didn't yep. I really don't think it's worth that much. Yeah. Because they're I've, afraid of the appraisal situation as well. Totally. Because who's agree. it gonna boil down to at the end? Why did you let me pay that much? Right. Who, who gets blamed? It's always yeah, who, the realtor. It's always right. the realtor. So right. I, I totally agree with you. Right. Um, so, um, so the I, realtor needs obviously does, and, and the, the real estate agents I work with always say to me, Denise, I didn't let them bid more than this because good. I don't think it's worth that much. Good. And unless the client says, listen, I want this house and I've got the money to pay the difference. If the appraisal doesn't come back, then, you know, it's, it's, it's in the client's yeah. hands at the end of it. Right. I, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. um, I, I find that the most reckless that people get is usually if they've lost out on a couple of other uh, previous offers where mm -hmm. they, they were, they didn't get it. They came in second, they came in third, whatever. They didn't get that house. And now they're just, they're almost like desperate, like uh, whatever it takes, we're going to get this one. Cause we, we don't want to go through this again. Well, especially if they've sold oh, and now well, they're, you they're, know, they're, yeah. Yeah. In, in today's everybody market. Ran, today, Randy, everyone's selling first. That's, that's the, that's the rule of thumb, right? Like sell first. Or buy first. I think buy first right now. Buy first right there's, now. There's right. no yeah. inventory. Yeah. In yeah. the old days, yeah, I used yeah, to always say right. sell first, so but buy first right now. Yeah. And yeah, and and yeah. Yeah. So, so it's it's a very very stressful time in real estate, uh, especially for buyers. Um, but a lot of the stuff you said this morning is absolutely true. Uh, I've done it where, um, and in terms of conditions, it's so difficult to put in any kind of condition. Um, yeah, I've, I've done it myself where I'm the listener. Yeah, everyone's agent. doing the inspection and, first or the yeah, inspection reports are available. Right, right. Yeah. Or no inspection. And that's another thing we won't talk about today, but 
you know, if you're buying an older house, again, if you're in a bidding war up against 12 other people, if you put in a condition on house inspection and the other 11 do not, guess what? You're not going to get that offer accepted. No way. Because from the seller's point of view, they would rather take an offer that's 10,000 less than yours, but it's firm. Yeah. There's no, yeah. because, you know, why take the chance? And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there's all sorts of tricks that agents do now. Uh, a very successful thing that I've been using and that some agents do is the, the good faith deposit. Uh, in the old days, when you would show up in person, uh, it was a great idea to bring that, that bank draft with you fully made right, out where right. the buyers get it from the bank. You, you deliver it in person to say, Hey, there's no, there's not going to be any buyer's remorse in the morning because here's the deposit check. We're giving it to you in person. You accept our offer and you've got the deposit. It's done right Yeah. Nowadays, everything's just done online, but even yeah, then, no, mm -hmm. you take a picture, you get your, your buyer client to go to the bank, get the bank draft made out. It's payable to the listing uh, brokerage. You take a picture of it with your phone and you include that photo with the offer to say, hey, my guys, my buyers are serious. They've gone to the, to, to the trouble and the expense of getting a bank draft and it's ready to go. Uh, it's just a little thing that sometimes gives you maybe a little bit of an edge, sort of, mm -hmm. off, top, sort of off, off topic there. But that's another strategy that a lot of agents, a lot of good agents will. will yeah. Use. And letters I'm finding. Um, I'm finding <laughs> a lot of my buyers are writing these emotional letters to the vendors. Okay. Yeah. And they're getting houses that way too. Like I'm, you know, we just got married. We want to start our family in this beautiful house. La di da di. That's nice. Yeah, I've that's, had a few. That's real old school. That, yeah. that goes and, way back. And you know what? I've had another client that they did a video, like an no. actual, the agent took a video of them telling their little spiel. Why didn't and, I think of that? That's a great got, idea. And they got the house. They got the house with the video. Denise, I'm okay. I'm writing that one down. That's a great idea. Yeah. I've never thought mm -hmm. of that. And just present the video. Hi, again, here's our baby. We're just a growing family. And this. Yeah. Great idea. You know what? It pulls up the vendor's heartstrings. Yeah. And, uh, and when they physically see the person, it's yeah. easier for, you know, bottom line dollars, do dollars matter too. But if it's sure. a really close yeah. call let's, or close let's running. Sell, yeah. Let's sell to that nice young couple with the baby. Yeah. You know, that's a great idea. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast and on the show yeah, today. I know, I, right? I'm writing that one down. That's a great idea. All good. All good. <laughs> so, but there you go, folks. So making offers these days, it's, it's not a typical situation. It's not a typical real estate market where you have safeguards built in, in the way of conditions where you could back out if you can't get your financing, or you mm -hmm. could back out if the, if the home inspection came in with issues that you didn't anticipate, or you could back right. out if the status certificate has some big problems where there's no money in the bank at a condo, that kind right. of thing. Nowadays, <clears throat> when you're in a bidding war, if you want to have any chance at all to win, if you're up against even two or three other people, you pretty much have to go in firm. So listen yeah. to what, listen to what Denise said. It is so true. If you're pre-approved, that's great, but that's not the final word because not, it's not just you that have to get pre-approved. The transaction has to get pre-approved. Yeah. It's not just, yeah. It's not just the covenant, the people, the income, right. the credit, it's the house, right. the house itself. And the yeah. banks, banks are very conservative, pretty much. They're very conservative and they want to make sure that if they're giving you a big whack of money, a big mortgage loan, uh, they want to make sure that it's for a valid. And, and another thing too, Randy, um, that clients need to be aware of too is condos. 
Yes. And the status. Yes. And to make sure, because a lot of people are trying, are scrounging and looking for the cheapest condos out there. Right. And some of them are in buildings that CMHC will not mortgage. So, oh, here's another good one. Yeah. Yes. that's a re- So that's really something to, to, you got to make sure that you call your broker yeah. or your bank and make sure that they call CMHC or Gen or um, Sagen. Sorry. They've yeah, changed I can't names. Get- I can't get used to that. Yeah. Or Sajin to find out whether they're mortgaging that specific building because buildings for 400,000, 450, why are they so cheap? So we've got to, yeah, you, I, I've been making a lot of phone calls before my clients are putting offers in, in some buildings that are cheaper with higher maintenance fees to make sure that the stat, that the, um, that, that the insurance insurance, insuring them. Yes. That's a little known fact. Now we're getting into advanced uh, mortgage lending here because that's a little known fact that there are some condos out there and I don't want to scare people because most of the newer condos are fine. You know, most yes. of them, anything built in the last 10 or, or the last 20 years is usually fine. It's usually yeah. the older condos that go way back into like the 1980s where they may have run into some trouble. And yes, there yeah. is a blacklist. There are yeah. some. I don't think you can find it online where CMHC will say, well, these are the condos we're not going to. No, no. We have to phone to see whether they've mortgaged them in the last year. Yep. And even some buildings in Mississauga, new ones, I won't mention the name. I like, I've been getting a lot of clients. There's Kitech plumbing. Uh, so that's not a problem. We can still work around that for the mortgage, but it needs to be, the lawyer takes back a hold back on closing to make sure that it's fixed. Usually about a $5,000 hold back. So that needs to be changed. Okay. For people listening today, and especially if you're on YouTube, if you want to know all about Kitech plumbing, which is another big issue uh, that many, many people do not know about. uh, Kitech plumbing was a type of plumbing that became very popular. I believe it was in the mid to late nineties. And uh, it's plastic plumbing that was used in a lot of condos in square one and all around the GTA. And then they found out a little bit later that the plumbing was defective over, over time. Uh, I believe it's from hot water where it would melt through the pipe or something. Yeah, and it, 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 yeah. yeah, it's a huge problem that hardly got any publicity, but it is out there. So that's something maybe we can talk about another time, mm-hmm. but it is an issue. So you see, there's all these things out there. There's all these, we don't want to scare people. I mean, 99.9% of transactions. And go everything through. goes through. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. there are some things that you can caught on. But yeah, you need to you need to do your homework and you need to be aware. You need to be working with professional right. people that know what they're doing. That's 100%. right. That's right. Because we're here to protect you. Like I can't yes, sleep at are. night. Yeah. If if yeah. my clients, you know, aren't taken care of properly, I can't sleep at night. So that's the type of person you want to work with. Because yeah. obviously we have your your interest at heart. So that's right. And not all realtors, especially, are alike. There are some out there that you have to be aware of. But uh, yeah. the best realtors and certainly the, the best mortgage brokers uh, do care about their clients. They want to make sure they have a happy customer going exactly in the future. Exactly. So that's, that's great. That's another great talk, Denise. It's always a Thank pleasure. You. Thank you. Um, I guess, well, Christmas is just, what, 10 days away or something or a little bit more, something like that. So Hopefully we'll see you again in the new year. We, there's a million things we can talk about. Oh, so really many. We, ha- we have to, we have to um, do a little brainstorming and figure out 
some new topics, but there's so many that it's not yep. even hard to yep. come up with. That's so 100%. true. 100%. So true. So listen, have a Merry Christmas. Hope you have a wonderful uh, time with your family. Thanks for coming on board again uh, for today's uh, session. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Randy. This is oh. lots of fun. Yeah, always a pleasure. And All right. So Take we'll care. Yeah. talk to you again soon. Have a Merry okay. Christmas. Okay. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.